Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your girls. I'm Rissy and I'm Shelves. And this is the podcast. I totally relate. I actually love, I'm not going to lie. I actually love this fucking setup. Look at me. I love this. I'm like corner pimping over here, yo. Yep. Corner pimping. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I said that. I'm telling everybody. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> what a weird fucking thing to say. No. It's well, it's because I'm. It's true. It's because I'm a 90s bitch. And when we were in the 90s, um, guess what was cool? Pimping was cool. Big pimping yeah, dude. was cool. Big pimping. P I M P. How does that sound go? Abby, big pimp <laughs> on Diobo Gs. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Um, when in doubt, just spell Snoop Dogg's name. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often it lands. Okay, all right, I'm into it. I'm thinking of um, Hustle and Flow. You know it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> and you know, like she's like yeah. way up on the yeah. microphone. Yeah, <laughs> Such, it's a really good movie. It's an intense movie, actually. Hustle and Flow. I'm going to check it out. Have you not seen it? Never. Um, do you know who? I think his name is Terrence Howard. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's Oh, he's God, he's really guy. good. I love him, literally. Okay. Well, one of the things I'm doing these days is watching whatever the hell I want. Okay, tell me more. Okay, so uh, it, what when something is on TV, it's always like my choice what it's going to be. Mm, that's new. That's very new. And it's so fun because now I just get to pick the things that sound interesting to me. I know that sounds fucking crazy, but that's that's the starting point. Yeah. That's where we are. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to meet yourself where you are. <laughs> Shit, here we go. Oh, no. Shelby brings me to tears every time I see her. <laughs> it's true. She does cry a lot, but I feel like that means you're healing. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling. Oh. Okay. 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 So that's what we're doing. Right. Okay. We're going to come back. Put a pin in that. But real quick, I get to watch whatever the hell I want. Right. And so I've been super into this show lately called The Morning Show with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. And let me tell you, these girls are killing it. Their performance is like mind blowing. They are like telling a story and we're like it's nearly real time right so like instead of like hearing about a story of like you know in 1984 this happened it's like uh remember three months ago bitches this is what was going on like it's a very like uh you're finding out about something okay um and they're telling a very current story and it's very interesting and their performances i mean that you just these the all of the women. There there are a lot of women in this show. And Is they, it a Reese, Reese Witherspoon production? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. She yeah. has some really good stuff. She does. Okay, wait, tell me more though. Like what what's the story? Like what events are they talking about? Well, I think they're referencing the Matt Lauer situation. Okay, tell me more. Okay, so we have Me Too, the big Me Too wave. You know, we got like the Harvey Weinstein's, like these big names with like multiple, multiple offenses, like yeah. so many offenses. It's yeah. offensive. <laughs> God. And so like the, this first wave of like 
accountability to the man, right? And then came a second smaller wave where it was like, um, maybe what they did wasn't as bad as in like, okay, I wasn't raped, but this guy's been sexually harassing the hell out of me. Right. And so, so that, that happened to, um, Matt Lauer on the Good Morning America show or the Today Show or whatever. The Today Show. And so, uh, and, and it's just really interesting. Like you can be like, oh, this girl is like portraying, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. Kate Couric. And, and they're talking about all of the things that are just so relevant right now. Right. Well, I can really talk about a TV show. Also, these women are stunningly beautiful. Yes. I love Jennifer Aniston. Oh, my gosh. She is... I mean, it's just like... It's like, well, you gotta give it to a bitch. <laughs> like, shit, girl, you're looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. So, anyways... It's really good. I highly recommend. I'm going to watch it. Um, what did you say it was on? Apple TV? Apple TV. Okay. Apple TV. Uh, the other thing, I'm super late to the game, but I'm trying to get into Ted Lasso. Everybody loves Ted Lasso. Mm, I've not watched it. Yeah. So. Is it like a funny show? Yeah. Okay. It's like a American football coach goes to England to be like a football coach, mm. but it's soccer. Oh, right. Okay. And so, and it's got, like, funny guy in it. Jason Sudeikis. There you go. Which I don't know how I feel about him. But he does a good job. I've only seen one episode. I'm not super into it. You guys you guys let me know. Apparently, it's like, it was all the rave. I'm late to the game. Right. Okay. And, and you're really late to the game. But you haven't <laughs> even got to the starting line. I don't really even think I've heard of this show. <laughs> so, I'm very late to the game. Um, I actually just watched uh, From Scratch on Netflix. Have okay. you heard of it or no. seen it? Um, Brene Brown, my bestie, uh, actually just posted about it, I think, yesterday. It's so good. It's just like okay. so worth watching. It's Grab your tissues. Um, okay. It's sad. Uh, but is it, it like a TV show? It is. It has... Um, it has my most favorite actress. And hold on, I'm actually going to find Oh, I can't her. wait to find this out. I don't know this about you. Oh, she's my favorite. Oh, uh, my goodness. She plays in... Um, if she's my favorite, why would I not right now? You know what I mean? It's so offensive. <laughs> like, like, it's sad. Would I know her name? Yeah, I think that you will. Because she plays in a lot of movies. And she was just in... Um, She's like the green girl in that one super movie show. Um, oh. Do you know who I'm The talking? person who plays She-Hulk. No, she doesn't play She-Hulk. It's in the one with... Uh, you're not the same other type of um, superhero. Zoe Saldana. Yes. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, okay. the, that's the superhero movie that I'm talking about. Which I love. Have you seen that? No. Guardians of the Galaxy is hilarious. Do I need to watch it? Yeah, you need to watch it. Okay. You know who loves that movie? Tyson. Oh, he does? He's obsessed with that. Well, Tyson can really convince me of some things. Of course he can. I read Ender's Game. (laughs) Oh, you did? What Mm -hmm. did you think of it? It's good. I love Ender's Game. I'm so surprised by that kind of... I didn't think I would like fantastical, Mm -hmm. fantasy, like weird imagination stuff. But turns out, I really like it. (laughs) It's really good. Yeah. Um, It's very applicable. It's just like so transparently you can see how you could apply it to yourself. Right. Oh, and you know, we love a good syllabus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of syllabus... I just want a syllabus for life. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. I think I think that would be really nice actually. Especially because yeah. 
we're just kind of in a tough spot right now, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, some directions would be great. <sighs> oh my gosh. Yeah, direction would be really nice. I, like, I want, like, a, yeah, I want a syllabus. I want, like, yeah. a guaranteed proof of, like, do X, Y, Z, and this is what it takes to get a C. This is what it takes oh, to yeah. get a B. Yeah. You want 95%. Here's the work that you got to do. Yeah. Can we give some context? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Let's give some context. So, like, when we're talking about tough places we're in or tough things we're going through I'm referencing um a recent divorce and the end of a very unhealthy attachment right and so that's that's where I find myself so through this particular uh experience I'm learning some life lessons I think could be applicable to any other number of experiences right for example when you feel like you're in a tough spot, like how would you describe that scenario? Like when I'm like stressed out mm-hmm. or... Yeah, like what do you, what's your hard thing right now? My hard thing is anger mm. and grief. Okay. I am... Is this just like lingering? So this isn't like yeah. a recent situation. This mm-hmm. is just like, this is lingering anger and grief that you are... Yeah. That you're sitting with. Yeah, I mean, like, to be completely transparent, it's difficult. Getting into new stages of my life has brought some, like, unknowns, not really having the answers, and so grappling with confusing things like that. But also, um, I mean, fully, it's difficult, like, having my mom has this disease, and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. navigate grief. Uh, yeah. It feels, yeah, there's just like so much unknown and it's, it's scary, but like I'm in a place of so much anger. I have so much anger and I feel like it's difficult because like I think that we're all human beings and we have childhoods and we have experiences that we're navigating through. And I think that, you know, at least I believe so because I see it a lot on my Instagram and in the Mm -hmm. interactions that I have. I'm seeing a lot of um, people opening up and saying, I've experienced hard things Mm -hmm. and working through that. Like I'm, I'm seeing a lot of promotion of that mental health and opening of hard things. And so I think that it's difficult doing that and, um, I'm in a place that, yeah, it's hard. Um, this disease of that my mom has is hard, and it's hard to feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see it happen, and it's hard to. I just don't really know many people who can relate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're feeling some loneliness, some isolation. In yeah, the, in the experience. Yeah, like, um, and not a lot of like good examples. And if I'm being honest, I'm jealous of my friends. Mm. They have mm. these beautiful, beautiful relationships, and I'm just dealing with a lot of grief. Yeah, and so it's difficult to navigate daily life. Like this is something. 
this is something that we wake up with every single day and it just keeps getting worse (laughs) yeah so you really have to live in the moment and you really have to see the beauty as it's unfolding Mm -hmm. and that's a little difficult because I'm also trying to untangle things from the past yeah and so and I don't want regret like I don't want to look back and feel ashamed of my actions or you know yeah yeah and so um yeah it's like hard it's it's like I'm tackling something that it just um oh man sometimes it just swallows me up whole and that's kind of where I've been mm-hmm. yeah I'm meditating a lot and trying to work through things but I think I'm also just working on being angry <laughs> yeah dude that is a thing <laughs> Yeah. Do you, like, is it because, like, you don't know what to do with it? You don't know what it's trying to tell you? You don't feel like you're allowed to feel it? You feel scared of it because it's kind of powerful? Yeah. Like, do do any of those things? All of it. Apply all of it? Um, Well. And, like, what is said about an angry woman? Like, the idea of an, like, the, the perception or the judgment of? I think that in general anger is just an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's not the feelings of butterflies in your stomach. Yeah. Like, you know, I think we all experience anger in different ways, but it's like that tenseness, that like that like tightness, that um coiled spring type feeling. And I feel like it's hard to tackle that because there is a lot of perceptions on anger mm-hmm. and how to express that. Mm-hmm. And everybody and their fucking dog has an opinion on mm-hmm. how people express their anger. Mm-hmm. And well, and more pointedly, how women express anger. Yes. Like what what does a like how does a woman right. express her anger? I feel like guys kind of get away with it a little bit more. And I think that if a woman is more bold, it's lashed it's like pushed down harder. Like Mm -hmm. it's actually like in my mind, it's like more acceptable to be a quiet, angry woman than a loud, Mm -hmm. angry woman. Mm -hmm. So how do you express and tackle and deal with that? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's an impossible task. Yeah. Except (sighs) in just moving forward with it. Except in just being it. Right. Okay, that leads us to one of the things that we really wanted to express in today's episode is just what we are bringing to the table here is our personal experience and what we are what we have to offer this season. Mm-hmm. Like what you can, you know, what you can bet you're going to get from us is honesty and vulnerability and just like some real and like just some honesty. Like that's right. the biggest part, right? What you're not going to get from us is like the expert and like the professional or like do A, B, and C because what we're saying is like, okay, 
we are in the thick of it. Like yeah. we're lost in the sauce right now. And we're like, can anybody direct us to a syllabus? Like <laughs> anybody got a light? <laughs> yeah. We're just like, um, are we the only ones here that are like, uh, what the hell are we supposed to be doing right now with all what of What do this? I need to do in order to, um, pass this class? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. For reals. So just, you know, if you, if any of that relates, if you relate to that, if you totally relate to that, then like season four, like we're here for it, right? Like sit down with your girls. Yeah. Come sit down and just let's talk with your girls because I think that is, I mean, I'm 100%, 100% honest about this. That is the one thing that has had the biggest impact on my life mm-hmm. is having honest conversations with other women that has like legit, legit changed my life yeah like had I not had some really honest conversations with conversations with other women I would still be fooling myself absolutely dude that's what we're here for and we're gonna have some great ideas that like I mean take our advice (laughs) (laughs) and we're gonna get some things wrong oh yeah and we're not here to like tell you how to do things we're just bringing some honesty and some accountability to the table and we're just starting the conversation right like I one of my most favorite parts about this podcast is we'll talk about something behind the mics and then when we get together with friends like we'll get together the wild women and you know Allison will say like oh my gosh I love this episode we guys talked about that and then like the conversation continues right and it expands and like that's the whole purpose right yeah um and so we're just starting and we just wanted you to know where we were starting from (laughs) and I located myself I'm here (laughs) here I am Mm -hmm. and so the the beautiful thing about this in other women being honest is you're just like oh I'm not alone right you know like I'm going through something absolutely yeah well you know it's toxic positivity right oh my god yes if you could define toxic positivity like tell me more about this Mm. (sighs) acting like you have the answers all the time Mm -hmm. pretending that you're always happy that Mm -hmm. nothing gets under your skin you're just so agreeable Mm mm-hmm okay yeah yeah I would when I think toxic positivity I think always at peace Mm-hmm. Like always happy, and maybe or not above. peace. Like yeah, content or above. Content or above. Never lower. Yeah, always okay. Mm-hmm. But it's okay for other people to be okay. Oh yeah, or to not be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Other people are definitely not okay. I like, love them anyways. Um, your anger is valid. Yeah, You're, you know what? Yeah, but, but then like, when I'm feeling it, it's yeah. like what the fuck is this? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think that like. We have to accept and learn to sit with discomfort, mm-hmm. right? And Yes, that is the thing. And I feel like toxic positivity is pretending that everything is comfortable and you can, mm-hmm. that it's like not I'm getting comfortable under your being skin, uncomfortable. Right? <laughs> right, yeah. I fit. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I went through a spout of that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. November 1st is like a really hard day for me because it is the six years ago 
on November 1st was when I like made a discovery in my marriage and that's when like my yeah. life uh tra- trajectory changed like that's when yeah. I like boom I was I had no idea where I was going yeah you were changed and so every year on November 1st like I've noticed like it gets easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the first, like they call it, oh my God, they call it a traumaversary. Uh-huh. So my first traumaversary um, was really hard. Like it was just like a feeling in the air all day long. I was like, oh my God, I remember where I was last year on this day. It was just right. like, it, it was like, and it it was like a, a, a place keeper, like mm, from that time before and then like from this time on, like, mm-hmm. and so... And then the second one wasn't as bad. And by the third one, I was like, oh my God, I think I'm over this. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. And then things progressively got worse. And I wasn't over it. Now, this year, on November 1st, I am divorced. So, like, now I've, like, reached, like, there, something's happened. Like, yeah. there's, like, a new placeholder. And it's interesting. It was very difficult for me. I, like, went through some things. I poloed Shelby. <laughs> yeah sobbing my freaking eyes out like whoa like I just felt a lot of feelings and and then I started to question what was wrong with me like oh no I've gotten worse I should be getting better like this shouldn't affect me I started shooting on myself because I thought I was feeling very uncomfortable and I'm like oh no if I'm not comfortable, I must be doing it wrong. And so yeah. then I was harder on myself than I probably needed to be. And so I just think that toxic positivity has some really negative side effects and can yeah. like make the situation more sufferable than it needs to be. Absolutely. So <laughs> how did you spend the day after Halloween? <laughs> how does how does toxic positivity get you like in what situation you're like oh snap here i am i mean i feel like it's you kind of have to like you kind of have to filter through it like if you're going through instagram you can like get some real good real good reels yeah some good content like Mm woo, that was some solid advice right and then like mix in it can be like a lot of toxic positivity yeah well actually i think that like Instagram is the biggest place of toxic positivity mm-hmm. and I think it's the number one dopamine hit that people go to. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Um so I've, I've actually I was off Instagram I think for like the last 2 weeks like I didn't even get on. Yeah. They um, everyone's noticed. <laughs> yeah, I just am like fuck this place for a minute. Dude, like, I, I'm not mad about it. I'm like We'll be back. Right. Yeah. Um, In the meantime, we're doing some real cool shit. Well, exactly. Like that, like that's the place where I'm like, yeah, like I feel like when I am feeling something so personal, the last thing I, I have no business being on Instagram Mm. at that point in time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have no business scrolling Mm -hmm. because I am not in a right mindset in Mm -hmm. order to do so because I'm very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm already being hard on myself. Like. Mm. Like, so when I'm feeling an uncomfortable emotion, uh, some of like my go-to pathways are super negative self-talk of like believing that like I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. like whatever that might look like. And so 
when you, like when I'm in that vulnerable place, I'm not going to go to a toxic, positive space. Like the Instagram is very toxic if you aren't filtering it through um, a proper channel, right? So like when I'm feeling good and I'm on my A game, Instagram is one of my most creative um, places to explore. I like my, I love memes, number one, Mm -hmm. like, and I love artists, so my um, my feed is filled with beautiful artists, beautiful words, and all of these spaces, right? Um, and it inspires me, and it helps me grow, and I, it, like, is, you know, I think of, like, the strawberry plant, you mm-hmm. know, just like, oh, it's just abundant, and it's yeah. so beautiful. But when I'm not in my right headspace, and I'm already battling with that negative self-talk, What's happening is I see something and my brain is is reaffirming the negative belief that I have about myself. And mm. it has nothing to do with what I'm seeing. Yeah. It ha- it, like, it's the way, it's my perception of yeah. myself and at that time. And so yeah. I'm learning to kind of... Protect your energy. Yeah, sure. Like, maintain my spaces. I'm learning to stay in my lane. Like, I, uh, so, yeah, I think that... It's, That's a big deal. It's hard. Like... It's very difficult. Yeah. Everyone struggles to stay in their lane because we all got these little kids driving the car. Right. And the adults, like, in the back seat, like, break, break. <laughs> when I think of toxic positivity, I think of Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's really a fault of, like, the user. I think it's the fault of the receiver like it's Mm -hmm. up to you to maintain that because it's like I'm not yeah like I think that my page might even be toxic positivity right like I'm I'm oh yeah oh ITR has to walk a fine line (laughs) ITR is walking a fine line (laughs) absolutely absolutely like how do you maintain gratitude without like being adding too much fluff right well and like you know, like we were saying before we started recording, it's like there's there's enough like white girl privilege yeah. of like, hey, here's the right path. Like, yeah, it's it's you got to use your voice and you got to share your story, and I firmly believe in that. But it's it's a thing. Mm-hmm. The the white girl. Mm-hmm. What? It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a fine line between fault and responsibility, dude. Yeah. Like, right? Like, yeah. And I battle. Like, I battle with that for sure. I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. Good. What about you? I'm totally enjoying myself. I think we're doing a really good job. I hope so. I hope it sounds okay. We are not going to, like, always be, like, the best lift up. <laughs> like, right. Like, hopefully, that, like, hopefully we can uh, learn some things and progress. Right. I mean, I think we're bound to. I don't, I'm pretty uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I would like to get out of that quickly. Uh, maybe I don't trust myself fully because so far I like punted the ball down the field. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm just like, shit, girl. Look how far we are from the field goal at this point. Oh, man. Um, so I would like to quickly, I can't even believe I'm using a football reference. Oh, good my job. God. 
someone date me. <laughs> Get this girl a boyfriend. <laughs> That's it. That's the thing that I want. I would like that as quickly as possible. Not right. too soon that my heart breaks again. <laughs> but I mean, you know, if we could hurry this up, it'd be nice. Right. Yeah. It's definitely, it's that part's very uncomfortable. Right. Okay. But from the outside looking in, I'm like, of course it's uncomfortable. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, who wants to be alone? Right. Like, I think from the inside, I feel like really judgy of myself. Like, mm. bitch, like, just be yourself. Be by yourself. Be good with yourself. Right. But when I think about it, like, from a biological or like a, you know, like on a collective basis, like, nobody likes to be alone. Right. Nobody likes that. No. And so I think maybe just like the acknowledgement of like, Here's the deal. I actually don't really like this, right. but I'm going to do it because I think it's going to pan out in the long run. Right, right. I could get distracted along the way, too. Like, Yeah. Like, I'm super boy crazy. I always have been. Yeah. Oh, I have M&M? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Magnum <laughs> Morgan. Not Marshall Mathers, y'all. No, yeah. Magnum Morgan. Dude, that was like our code word. We thought you were being so clever, and you were just like, pretty obvious. Just They're so like, obvious. She's talking about Magnum again. <laughs> I just really love M and M's, or like whatever. So I mean, but I feel like it's super normal to be boy crazy. Like, is it? Oh man, I would really like if that were true. That'd make me feel a lot better. Okay, well, I mean. It feels good to be wanted. Everybody wants that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It feels good to flaunt your stuff, whatever that is. Like, it, it feels yeah. good to be... Mm. I'll tell you. I want to be seen. Yeah. And I want to be witnessed mm. by the object of my desire. <laughs> okay. I... Yes. I, I you, okay. Okay. So, full circle... When I was fully seen and witnessed by safe women, that was life-changing for me, right? And so I understand the power of that connection, and I'm like, cool, now I want this with someone hot. said the only thing I can guarantee you is I'm gonna be really honest so ta-da I followed through on that commitment <laughs> Kate you want somebody who's hot yeah I want to try it with somebody who's hot yeah I want to have I want to have an actual real connection with someone that I am physically attracted to right yeah I mean is that so much for a girl to ask? No, no, no. Do you think it's too much to ask? Well, I'm kind of starting to feel like it might be impossible. But I mm. will not hope. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, patience I mean, is a virtue. I'm kind of old. I'm kind of old. You're so, not. like, I'm 38. So, okay. I'm, like, creeping up on them 40s. <laughs> okay. Not super sneakily. Okay. Because these hips. And these ankles. I'm going to need a hip replacement. <laughs> I mean, these crow's feet. 
Are you picking yourself apart right now? I'm just saying. Are you saying or are you picking? I am. I'm just saying. I'm noticing. (laughs) (laughs) And I would like to. I would like to experience this before I'm like. I don't know. Does it happen? Do girls feel like. Maybe I feel like I'm. Yeah. Maybe there's like a lot of ageism and like indoctrinated in me where I feel like. I'm like. I'm trying to beat the clock here. Yeah. Or, I I mean, I think that's part of it. And I think, like, another part of it is, like, I mean, I'm starved for this, girls. I am starved for this. (laughs) Like, I gone a long time without a real connection. I would like that. So Exactly. So, I think that the nitpicking of, like, age Mm -hmm. or body or um, time Mm -hmm. is, like, the anxiety fueler of just wanting a connection mm-hmm. like oh my gosh bandit where is he he's coming downstairs okay. did you want to say hi to the pod squatters come here you're such a big beefy guy that was the cutest thing i've ever heard he's just meowing like, as Mom. he comes down the stairs Mom. i'm here I feel like it's the way for us to gaslight what we want. Mm, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's all a cover-up of... Does connection have really anything to do with crow's feet? Like, does that really affect Mm. connection? Mm -mm. Does age really affect connection? Like, but we fear that we become undesirable because of outwardly messages, Mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. I mean, in my experience, any tabloid or Mm -hmm. magazine or whatever is like, oh, like, oh, this person is getting older as a female, but then like the male side is, look at this silver fox. Silver fox. I almost said golden fox. And I was like, that's definitely not right. But yeah, like, look at this silver fox, you know? And, And so there is like that weird twisted messaging. And so I can understand invalidate the feeling of like oh, I'm 38 and I'm nearing 40 because who has ever said that turning 40 is like the coolest thing that ever happened yeah. like I mean but did you feel that way when you turned 30 no I loved my 30s you loved turning 30 because I feel like a lot of women are like oh my god I'm getting so old I'm 30 yeah okay yeah I felt like 30 was okay okay 40 feels like well that's a lot closer to 50 <laughs> I validate that. Like, I don't want to take away, like, from your... Okay, maybe it's not, like, a look thing. Maybe it's just, like, I would like something, and I would like it for a while. Right. So... This isn't a new need. Yeah. This is something that I believe every human being feels from a very young age. Yeah. So this feeling has lived inside of you, and in some... I don't want to put feelings in your mouth, but in some ways you felt gypped or duped or, yeah. and, and so you're like, I really want this. Yeah. And that's okay to really want. Yeah. Like Shelby, have we ever, we haven't on the podcast. Do you think you could tell our listeners the story about the time What? when you asked me how sex was like when you, when I first got married. Oh my. I think you should tell us. I think that is pretty fitting for what you just described. Yes. Okay. 
Descri- describe the situation. How old are you? So, How old are you? Let's see. Um, well, when did you get married? In 2007. Okay, so in 2007, I was in ninth grade. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, so this is 22-year-old Carissa. And 15-year-old Shelby. I was one of Carissa's bridesmaids, which was really fun. <laughs> and uh, so I was like involved in her wedding or whatever and right after she had gotten married you lived in an apartment in Orem Mm -hmm. and you invited me over and you like made me dinner and stuff and like Chris is not joking she's boy crazy like she's always been boy crazy and so (laughs) she's always been like the person that is like dude I want to kiss a lot of boys yeah I actually don't really think about doing more than that but like man I do oh yeah I want to I want I give these kisses away like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches bitch (laughs) like I want kisses. <laughs> it's very true. And that's how she's always been. Like, Chris has always been. But, like, you gotta understand, like, from my perspective, like, that, like, she was, like, my older cousin that was, like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but you're really excited about it, right? And when she was really excited about sex, okay? What, 15, 16 years old? I go to Chris's house and I'm like, well, how's sex? <laughs> How is it? And she got so serious. It was actually not what I was expecting at all. She got so sober and she looked at me and she said, God played a dirty little trick on women. It doesn't feel good. God played a dirty little trick on women. That's... That is literally how Carissa describes sex. As a married woman. As a married woman. Yeah. Yeah. So... So, Listen, to say y'all, the least, I would really like to get dicked down <laughs> in a really good, loving way. Everybody deserves it. In the most wholesome, normal, very normal way, Carissa. It is very, very, very normal. <laughs> yeah. To take a ride. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's normal. It's okay to want that. And, you know, it doesn't have to be so crude, right? Like, intimacy. I actually find it a little bit more helpful. I find find it helpful when it is, to be honest. Well, because it's shocking for... It's shocking for where we freaking grew up, dude. Yeah. It's like... um, And I think you're seeing some of that change for sure, but... Tell that to your fucking nervous system. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, it's 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 different. I, so I, I for sure validate that. Okay. So I took a course one time and it was really cool because um, our bodies are like really crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're really just like these crazy machines. And we literally have a sound machine inside of us. Mm-hmm. Like our tongues, our lips, like the words that we speak, okay, um, there's a quote. I don't know who says it, but it says the words that we speak become the house we live in. Mm, yeah. And so if you live with that as your mantra and you look at the universe and if the universe is listening and you're consistently listing the things that you don't want or the things that you're afraid of and you're keeping to yourself all of your wants, desires, mm-hmm. vulnerabilities, and transparencies, like you're not voicing it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's important to recognize the language that we use because I do believe in manifestation. I do believe in our 
thoughts are our world. And, yeah. and so I think that it's, I think it's really important to recognize I'm in my downswing right now. My thoughts are very critical of who I am. So I'm going to take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. So if the voice inside of your head is, holy shit, girl, you better hurry. Your clock is a ticking. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see you. Yeah. But I'm going to wait on that. Yeah. You know, where it's like, because I think that in that settled place, well, energy, it's a thing. It's like, what frequency am I operating on and what do I want? And so I think that the fear is going into a relationship that's not on the frequency that you want. Yeah. And it's, I think that where some of the mistrust is, is this is like where faith comes in, right? This is where you're like, ah, but can I trust myself? Because what you Mm -hmm. know is a bad frequency. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I have been building trust with myself through tiny ways. So Mm -hmm. I I was able to trust myself on making a really big life-changing decision because in the last two years, I've been working really hard on trusting, learning to trust myself. Like, okay, I am going to, like meditation is a perfect example. I'm going to meditate every day. And I have, like, I've been so consistent on that, so consistent that I have built trust with myself. Like, okay, so I do what I say I'm going to do. I do what I say I'm going to do. And I, and I learned to trust my, like I, I've just been building trust with myself in little ways. And so I don't think that there's, if you haven't built little bits of trust with yourself, you're not going to be able to make that big swing and just say, Mm -hmm. um, okay, I'm not going to follow this thought down the rabbit hole because I, I believe that there's something better. Right. But if you haven't built trust with yourself, you're like, holy shit, I'm chasing that rabbit right down the hole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I perhaps did that immediately. I perhaps won't drop names. I'm going to have to use code names. (laughs) Oh, like Eminem? Because you're real secretive with us. That's the play of the boy crazy chick. I'm gonna need to use code names. <laughs> you do not want homeboy hearing this. Message. You did. Um, he, um, I, that was that I chased him right down the rabbit hole. Super, super helpful. Like that helped me feel like, okay, I own my sexuality. I own like I have autonomy over my body. Yes. I get to choose. I choose. Yes. I get to choose. Okay. That was very helpful. What's his code though? Oh, because um, we can't, we can't, we got to go back and we got to say. I know. What if he? <laughs> he would not listen to this. But okay, let me think. I don't want to embarrass him. No one even knows who he is because I went that far down the rabbit hole. Nobody met him. <laughs> Literally, nobody. Girl. Um. Okay. Wait. Boy number one. <laughs> Yes, yes, we can John call. Doe, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yep, sure. Oh my God, Carissa. So, so helpful, so helpful. I'm going to stop you for just one second. You're, That's way too fast. That's way too fast. But you're judging yourself. Oh, yes, You're Correct. just judging. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's like, okay, have you ever heard of a rebound? Oh my They're God. They're there for a reason. Yes, I have, and I'm very judgmental about that. I feel like... That is not what a healthy person would do. Mm. 
See, toxic positivity, full mm. circle. But I, and yeah. so I don't, I don't actually, my brain doesn't actually believe that's true. I logically 100% see the joke of that. Sure. But my feelings, I have feelings about that. Okay. Well, that's fair. It's like I can't help it. Like I just, I want to really believe a healthy person would have a rebound. <laughs> I would really like to believe that, but I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. no, you know, that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> right. But it wasn't. Okay, but I think that the lens that you're looking on it is the perspective of um, like a relationship or like of a healthy person. Mm-hmm. Is it bad to do things to make yourself feel good? Like it's like, oh, I'm feeling crummy. Mm-hmm. Go take a shower. I think you're judging the need of... I don't know, just like, and I I get where you're coming from, because like, I remember when I was younger, um, like getting out of like a weird thing with a dude and like being all sad about it. And my friends were like, we're making you a Tinder profile. Like, and it felt good to make out, you know, honestly, even just like being swiped on, you're like, oh, well, so I can get matched. Like, you know, just like gassing yourself up in that way. I don't know what that's like after divorce. Yeah. That's got to be a hard thing to battle yeah. with. Oh, like, yeah, dude. It's weird. It's super weird. Like, it's like playing with all sorts of different parts of my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I might not have the answer for you, but I feel like you got what you were looking for. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It well, doesn't. And I did. And I, there were still so many things I learned from it, too. Exactly. Where, like, I, there were like there were bonus <laughs> like symptoms <laughs> exactly and so that was great <laughs> yeah I when the rabbit it. runs it's great you know <laughs> okay i have to tell you guys something one time in the middle of all of this <laughs> i made shelby some bread <laughs> oh my god Tell them what that was like. Uh, a sexual innuendo after innuendo. So, what What did you say? So first, you... Everything I said was so sexy. It was. She... I was just legit making a loaf of bread. It's very true. Oh my God. I was laughing so hard I couldn't even... You're like, and wait. So then you beat it harder. And then I would just look at you like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm just making bread. She's just making bread, which is, you know, a symbol of life. <laughs> you gotta fucking love Jesus. And Jesus loves his people, you know. I understand. Well played, Jesus. Oh my god. Jesus was like just super horny the whole time. Oh yeah, he was like brothers and sisters. What if all these parables oh. were really innuendos? I'm gonna go back and read the Bible. Yeah, you... <laughs> no, I am not. That was a lie. I correct that statement. Bitch will not be reading the Bible. She's just in the background. Never mind. <laughs> the narrator. She did indeed never read the Bible again. (laughs) 
Well, I think that maybe like the difficult part of like battling it is, um, it's just like getting through it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. A lot of just nothing to do, but take the next step forward. Right. It's, it's just like going with the punches, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, there's no controlling it. And I think that it's normal to want to light speed, jump ahead to, the happy spot, the reflective mm-hmm. spot. And I think the truth is, is that you're going to be in the shit. You're in the shit. Um, it's yeah. obvious that's, that's expected, right? Like yeah. If you were to zoom out, you have a bird's eye perspective and there's like, there's a woman who was in a marriage for 15 years in this relationship for over 20, two months out of her divorce feels down. Mm-hmm. You would you be know like, what? You just really, really helped me understand something. Okay. As you were explaining that, I was like, oh, I think I perhaps have some uh, judgment or fear around if I am not at peace, Mm -hmm. perhaps it could be perceived as like the wrong decision. And so Mm. I would like to be at peace so that I know Mm. And I do, and I do to my core. I truly, truly do. Yeah. But when you don't feel great, like when you are actually really sad, yeah. Oh, it could really make you question. It, this is the thing. Like, okay, I could get out of this discomfort immediately by punting the goddamn football down the field, yeah. and not have to feel this right now. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, it. I, I think I would like to feel comfortable about this always so I don't have to question the decision. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot to be battling with. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of voices and roots that that comes from, too. Like, I'm sure... So... I think it's, I think it's like recognizing and saying, okay, this is, it's when you recognize, like, I think, I think what you're trying to do is foresee. Oh, I would love that. Rather than like, I think that you're doing a really good job at recognizing because I think it would be really Mm. like, right. Where it's Mm -hmm. like. I think that what you're doing is normal, but you're recognizing before um, the cycle kicks Mm -hmm. in. Like, so you are exuding what a healthy person does. Mm. A healthy person says, oh, I didn't foresee that coming. Now I see I punted the football halfway down the field. And so a healthy person walks back. Yeah. And every single time, that's what you're doing. And I think that this is, it's hard to see. And, and you're going to see it in hindsight. Yeah. You're going to look back and you're going to see it. Yeah. And so when we're in these things in our head, I think that's when it's like, you stay off of Instagram and you yeah. only talk with the people that you love and trust. Maybe not like only talk, yeah. but like sharing um something that you feel vulnerable like okay Mm -hmm. so like maybe like right like you're not gonna 
you're not going to tell your children that you're dating, but you're going to tell your best friend that you're dating. Like, right. Like, right. Like there's like context of like, yeah. And I think that's just what's so important is that right there. Yeah. And trying really, really hard to not judge yourself, but knowing that you are going to judge yourself, it's just mitigating and saying, Oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not calling myself that or I'm not, I'm not acting in that way. Um, dude, it's literally doing what you just fucking did. Like, Oh, I see this. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Yeah. And that's the trust. Like that's yeah. the, that's the, um, I think the truth is, is that it's just going to feel fucking shitty. Yeah. And that's shitty. Mm-hmm. And toxic positivity makes us believe that what we're feeling is wrong. Mm-hmm. And we're more susceptible to that when we're feeling shitty mm-hmm. because the world is always telling us that we're wrong. Mm-hmm. So you're just like in a really vulnerable place. I'm very, I'm in a very vulnerable place right now. Yeah. I think another thing that's really important, another aspect to bring in is knowing yourself. Yeah. Um, one thing that was really, that's very helpful in our dynamic is you have said before, like, Carissa, you're a very loyal person. And so like, I don't really see myself as that way. I, I know I am, but like, I, that's not like the mm-hmm. first thing I think about mm-hmm. myself. And so, yeah, that's a battle, right? I get that. And so I think, um, when you say, Carissa, you're a really loyal person. Then I like something that's been helpful for me is like, okay, so what's important for me is, um, being careful of who I am going to give my time and energy to, right? Because when I make that decision, something about me is, um, I find it hard to, stop giving time and energy so yeah. it's just easier to to yes. not <laughs> to skip over a few right and so yeah I think just like knowing like getting to know yourself so that you like okay so right now I'm really vulnerable mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just came out of a relationship and nothing is familiar everything feels like um unattached right Mm -hmm. and so okay during this time I am not going to have a Bumble account (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) cool that's healthy that like okay so maybe I am still doing okay Mm -hmm. even though I feel really crummy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um the fact that I'm learning how to trust myself and that I know myself, those two things yeah. are invaluable. Right. And and that's worthy. Not just the comfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're like naturally driven to want comfort. Yeah. You know, and our world makes comfort very easy these days. Yeah. Which is really cool. And there's also a double edge to yeah. that, you know? Yeah. All right. How are you committing to continue to know yourself? What are your commitments? Well, one thing we were talking about earlier, and I don't mind saying this behind the mic, <laughs> judge me if you want, but I just talk to myself. Like 50% of the time I am in my home mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. And and I usually have like a podcast or some music playing. And yeah, even like... 
in a podcast, like I'll even say something out loud right. or I sing along to the music a lot. And I found myself like all that, like I'll be silent mm-hmm. just in my house doing things. And all of a sudden I'll just like spurt a sentence out, you know, like <laughs> for example, <laughs> I want a boyfriend. <laughs> Right. And then it's just like, whoa, you do? Right. Do you though? Right. Why do you want a boyfriend so bad? And then like I'll I'll navigate a conversation. Right. Like, yeah, like I really I just would really like to share this experience with somebody. And so yeah, I think that's something I'm doing as of recently is just just talking to myself and yeah. it's really helpful. Yeah. Actually, so. And, you know, I don't know if I'm always going to do that, but it's just kind of weird how it's been happening and I don't mind it.